0: Welcome to On Boys,
1: real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink of BuildingBoys.net and Janet Allison of BoysAlive.com. Usually on On Boys, I get to be the resident boy expert. I am the one who is living with four boys and grappling with their issues on a regular basis. And Janet, you help me figure out what's going on. You help me understand some things. You give me some context and you listen to me, which I am eternally grateful for.
2: And hopefully bring a sense of calm and confidence into your daily routine.
1: Yes, exactly. At least for while we're talking. Then I go back up to parent and sometimes it all falls apart, but that's me. That's not you. (laughs) Today though, we have a special guest that I am so excited to welcome to the podcast. Joining us today is Kelly Goodwin, who is a mom of five boys, ages eight to 16. and I'll let her tell us a bit about each of them in a little bit. Kelly is also the founder of Trust Yourself Mama, a YouTube channel that is getting across that message to parents that, hey, trust yourself. Kelly, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me.
3: Tell us about your boys. We know you have five of them and that they're eight to 16. Okay, I will try not to embarrass them. My 16-year-old just gotten his permit and that has opened up a whole new world I am realizing that you go from these years of just terrified of kidnappings and these awful things to having a respite, I felt like for a couple years. And then, you know, you're starting high school, you have all those worries, but all of a sudden now you're the car. I'm not scared (laughs) at all. Not at all. He's very responsible. He's really your typical firstborn, very straight and arrow, rule follower, afraid to get in trouble we have a farm and so he's been driving and parallel parking his whole life. And he's actually very math oriented and minded and spatial reasoning. So he's great. So I'm not as concerned with him driving as much because of that rule follower rush. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's already like make sure everybody has their seats built on before we leave. But, you know, it's just the whole world of entering into when he's with his friends and then mm. friends that are driving and all the distractions and all of that, that. So I'm not ready. And, and a lot of my girlfriends with me starting to stress yourself, mama, it's geared towards a lot of new moms and things I realized, um, foundational things, you know, of behaviors and things that you have with toddlers and a lot of topics or things that I addressed when they were younger. And so my friends that are with, the older group, they're like, "Hey, give us some stuff now." You know, like these teenage years and how to deal with them. And I'm going, I have no idea. I've not done
2: it yet. <laughs> I, said,
3: I can't do any of those videos until like ten years from now when I know trial and error what's worked. So, anyways, um, then I have a 14 year old. He might have said the same sentence that the the first one said, but he always added a word or two that kind of almost changed. The dynamic of the sentence. So he, he is really coming into his own now at 14. We actually held him back in sixth grade because I started to learn at a very early age. I had to either start my second child in uh, kindergarten. His, he has a September birthday. So I had to choose start him early or hold him back. He was so close to his older brother at the time. I thought, oh, I'm going to put him right behind the oldest instead of then the third child that came along because of his September birthday, he was going to be a year apart from the oldest or a year apart from my third child. You know what?
1: I'm going to just, I'm going to dive in here because one of the questions that I wanted to ask you thinking Mm -hmm. about trusting yourself as a parent, one of the points where that becomes so difficult for parents of boys seems to be when their boys start school. Do I send him? Do I not send him? How do I respond to reports of misbehavior? Is this the right school? Is this not the right school? What do you tell parents about trusting yourself at that point in time?
3: You know, we looked at him as the whole and realized that for him, where is he going to have the best chance to succeed? There's no guarantee. What's gonna provide the best environment for him to really flourish? You know, there's a lot of research and and reading about boys benefiting from starting school later Mm -hmm. um, with maturity, socially, emotionally, physically, all of it, and um, they'll be a better student. So I actually knew that when he was starting school because I was a child development major in college and... I'm the youngest of ten kids, I have twenty nieces and nephews, so i 'd kind of seen a lot going mm-hmm. into parenthood, but I just fell I, it, it, I, it is something I wish I would have trusted myself more on um, that he really would have benefited waiting. I bought into the excitement of're um, ready to start school he 's ready to start
2: school and brother's there and let's go on. But anyway, so. And that is a hard place for parents to kind of go against the, the rush to get to school mm-hmm. and what everybody else is doing. And that is really a place where you do have to turn inward and really look at what does my child need, not what does all the 10 kids that have been in kindergarten together need. Right, and right. It's hard and- to go against the grain absolutely and the other thing is once we
3: realized this with our second son i we actually held our fourth and fifth boy back in kindergarten and we repeated kindergarten twice and that was not a popular choice you know it came a lot with once you know convincing the child who was ready to move on who's seeing
1: all his friends going to first grade
3: friends Mm -hmm. go on and I'll be honest. People would say, "Well, why did you why did you even start them in kindergarten? Why didn't you have them do preschool maybe one more year instead of doing kindergarten twice?" I'm kind of frugal and cheap, and kindergarten was free. So it's a damn good point.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's real. that's trusting, trusting your bank account. Absolutely. Yeah. So Probably there was a lot was of things right. that they learned the second time that
3: cemented some things. I mean. Obviously I have some educator friends and family that were like, they're going to be so bored. And you know, what are you doing? And I said, well, that's also my responsibility at home to make sure that they're stimulated, you Mm -hmm. know, with other things. And, um, this is going to benefit them later on. I realized just, you know, we talked about driving. I mean, this sets them up to be the driver, not the passenger. Yes. Yes. You know, there's just so many things that come up that you realize how this affects everything later on. So I'm just so, not in a rush for them to graduate early and get on. That. So
1: much of parenting is adjusting on the fly, right? Yes. <laughs> you can trust yourself. You should trust yourself. But that doesn't mean that every decision you make or action you take is the one you have to stick with. Trusting yourself also means reevaluating, looking yeah. at what you have learned since then and adjusting as
3: needed. Right. Right. And in one of my videos, I start off by saying, listen, no one is perfect. No one, you know, we just have this world of, you know, these pictures, right. And everything just looks so put together. And, you know, when we all know that that is a farce, I mean, that's just the picture, you know, the truth behind it is, you know, that pretty family picture. It was probably, you know, three of them were probably crying or wrestling or fighting before he even smiled and you know, all that kind of stuff. But just even the hard work that happens behind the scenes to get us all there. Finding
1: warm. clothes that fit everybody. Right.
3: I mean, it's right. not a minor detail. Right. Right. Yeah. But just the, you know, the details behind life. So, so yes. the third one then came, his typical middle child. So he's, he is definitely, um, likes to stir the pot. You know, he's like flutters between the two groups dominating the youngers <laughs> and then being dominated by the two older, but he's the most compassionate. He's the most sensitive and he's the most caring. So of everything I do when I lost my dad, he's the one that comes to me and says, mom, I'm so sorry. Checks oh. in on me all the time. Nice. So he's wonderful. And then I feel like number four and number five, we kind of started over. I mean, it's really, my four reminds me a ton of my number one. And then the fifth is a combination of all of them. So Mm -hmm. it's really a fun dynamic. You learn when you have multiples that you might have these core beliefs, but each child is different Mm -hmm. and what works for one might not work for the other. And it's really your job as a mom to understand each personality
2: and what motivates each one. And to be flexible around that, ever so flexible, which can be ever so exhausting as well. and. So I'm curious because you know being the mom of 5 is is not a part-time job. What motivated you to want to start trust yourself mama and start sharing some of this wisdom with others? And I love the name. I have to say that so many of the parents that I work with in as a family coach is it's the bottom line. It's it's what we're trying to get people back to is recognizing their own intuition, trusting it, and being willing to go against the grain, even though that's what feels right for them. So I just love the the whole idea around this of trusting yourself. And I think we've lost that a little bit. Do you, yes, you feel that way? Too. Yes. Thank you for, for making mm-hmm. that point. Because
3: because we're, we're bombarded with information. I mean, at every turn, we can go read endless articles and opinions. And at the end of the day, nobody knows your kids better than you do. And they're not in your home. At some point, you have to make a decision. You know, and it all comes down to, to encourage moms to continue to gather the information, because a lot of it obviously is great. But to, to understand who they are, Right and and what um, that instinct is being influenced by is it by, you know, my how my sister does it or my best friend does it or what the books say to do or what this show or this podcast or this video or this article you know said well that can just leave you in a constant state of confusion. Well, a
2: lot of that is knowing what your own values are and what your family values are and that you have a clear picture of this is call it your family mission statement, whatever, whatever you want to call it, but understanding between you and your parenting partner that this is what we firmly believe in and everything filters through that. Right. And that can help you make those decisions and recognize this information, that's great for somebody else, but that doesn't work for our family. Right. This episode is sponsored by By Heart babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed
1: or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about Biheart Baby Formula. Byheart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk, and Byheart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula three-month supply of Easy Melt Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymelts.com slash onboys. That's try.easymeltz.com t-r-y, forward slash onboys. I, I just got to say something here. I mean, that sounds so deliberate and according, to, it's brilliant. And yet, according to that, I definitely should not have had kids. Uh, and <laughs> I, I didn't know what I was doing when I got into this. I hadn't thought through, this is my family mission statement. I've been parenting for 20 years and I still don't have one.
2: Well, you do, but you just don't, you just don't have it written up on the wall, Jen.
1: So much, so much of this for so many of us, we're learning as we go along, having kids kind of forces you more than anything I've ever done in my life to evaluate and think about what is important. Yep. What do I think is important in this world? And then all of us as parents and our kids are responding to these cultural shifts and the context going on around us. So it's, it's difficult, Kelly, your point that it's difficult to trust yourself when there's so much going on around us is very well taken.
3: Well, and we do learn as we go. And that's why I, I wanted to address the most popular topics in my videos, of what I really encountered a lot of to be a conversational starter so that you can sit down with your partner and say, okay, how are we going to handle tantrums? Like, how do you feel about it? Do you, do you just want to like ignore it? Do you want to walk with, it? because if, if you two are on complete different, mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot more frustration and there's not, it's going to be so much harder and longer to get the groove of consistency. Mm-hmm. And I think that consistency is just key. So as long as like you decide together what that consistency looks like, yeah, that is the key. And so I'm just wanting to throw out ideas to say, oh, unrealistic threats. Yeah, my husband does that all the time. I mean, he's like, we're not, if you don't stop, you know, blah, 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 we are not going here. And you're sitting there going, Yeah, oh yeah, we're going there. We paid a thousand dollars to go to that amusement park. We're going there tomorrow. Yeah. but you know, you get caught up in the moment, right? I mean, everything, you know, it's so hard to separate like emotion and Mm -hmm. logic and parenting because you just get sucked in like every time, depending on how tired you are, how frustrated you are. I mean, sometimes we're like right on it and we know exactly how to patiently handle the situation. And sometimes we're just like holding on for dear life. So it is a lot about learning as you go. And so that's kind of why I, I said, you know, I can't do anything about, Teenage years yet because I'm really learning as I go. So, this is just a lot of the topics that I went over and over and over when they were younger. Um, And I I felt like there was just some fundamental truths of what I learned to say, hey, think about this. I can only tell or talk about my experience. It doesn't mean that I'm saying this is the right way to do it. I'm just saying this is what I learned by doing it this way. Mm-hmm. So if that, if you learn one thing or it, it gets you to think about one thing differently or gives you some insight to go, ooh, never thought about that. That's what I'm trying to stir here is mm-hmm. is intentional. Intentional parenting. My- Try
2: to do the best you can. Yeah, but I also wanna highlight that you do have a bachelor's in child development and you do have the experience of growing up as one of 10 siblings. And so it's, it's not just the, the experience now, you've got a yeah. lifetime of wisdom and knowledge that you're bringing, and it's so important to share this because I've got you know the single mom who's raising a son by herself who grew up with as, a, as an only child, and right. you know this isolation that happens more and more in our families that we don't have the benefit of watching your sibling become a parent for the first time and right. kind of just digesting all of that without even kind of knowing that you're taking Correct. all that in. I I love that you have decided to share this experience and wisdom that you've gained with the world. Thank
3: you. Yeah, I felt that I had a advantage going in because I got to see uh, what worked and what didn't the do's and the don'ts firsthand with all my 20 nieces and nephews and it's a huge advantage to me I knew from the time I was six that I wanted to be a mom it's just been my life goal and it's something that came natural to me and I um, just had the most confidence in in my in in in, 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 you know, in an area so for me coming you know when I went to college it was simple to choose to um to go into that field and i feel like for many many years i've been writing these ideas down and then holding on to this information and i just didn't know how to release it and i thought about writing a book and then i thought i can't go promote a book right now Um, my youngest is still only eight i have a nephew who is in the social media world and has had a couple youtube videos that have gone viral and it finally clicked when i thought Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, I have an opportunity to reach thousands of people all from my home. Yeah. And so that's where that, you know, came from. But yeah, it's it's just been so rewarding.
1: I want to hear about what you weren't prepared for. Hmm. Because I, I didn't have, um, I wasn't one of 10, but I was one of six. I had four brothers and there were still things that caught me off guard when I ended up with a house full of boys. Sure. What were some of the things that caught you off guard in about parenting all these boys?
3: On a funny note, they wrestle everywhere. It doesn't matter where you are. E- everywhere we go, they just it it's constant. So you got to be you just have to know that that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I've really learned, and I'll, and it's it's kind of a sore spot. It's hard for me. Is um, they really desire a cheerleader. And I was an athlete growing up. I'm very competitive, strict in that area. I played volleyball. I coached volleyball. And so I, I really firmly believe in having a goal. And then you got to do a lot of work to make that goal happen. I'm not a big dreamer. My boys are dreamers. <laughs> and so I don't know if that's a girl boy thing. But um, I've, I've had to a lot of times realize I mean, I'm the, I'm the mom that if they miss a free throw in the basketball game, like we're getting up early and going to the Y before school the next day and, and we're going to practice, we're going to work, you know, and sometimes that's okay. And, and I hope that someday they'll look back at that and go, wow, mom, that was really cool of you. But sometimes I feel like that they look at me and they go, can't you just be my cheerleader? Mm-hmm. You know, like at the end of the game and, and, and you want to give me all this insight and what I did wrong and what I did right and you know, what I can work on and what I need to improve and there are times I wish I really didn't know a thing about sports and I just thought my kid is the star, you know, and I'm going to go in there and just cheer them on. Even if they're the last person off the bench and make them believe that they are my, I'm their number one fan. And I am their number one fan. I just struggle with, do I give them a dose of reality? Or, I encourage the dream you know and and balancing the two it's Mm -hmm. so that's probably my biggest thing of trying to figure that out yeah
2: and speaking of that balance because I have a feeling our listeners are out there going okay you've got five kids you've got carpool you're making videos going back and forth What do you do for yourself and how do you take care of yourself?
3: That's very important, mamas who are listening, right? There's all kinds of fun sayings out there. If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. And there's really truth to that. And so I think I'm the youngest, so I've grown up being a little bit self-centered and selfish, so (laughs) Even when my kids were younger, I kind of looked out for myself a little bit. I kind of always put that treat aside, if and made sure that I. So I don't struggle in that area as much as some might, because I think of my personality. But that's not to say that my friends definitely listening, you know, or would say, "Oh my gosh, forget she's lying," because I'm constantly running around ragged. So I think you have to find the things that that you value and make you happy and just schedule those times for yourself and you change so much and you what even as you get older i mean the mom that i am to the fifth one compared to the first one and the time allotment and <clears throat> what i value or whatever is you know just changed throughout time so yeah just it's it's absolutely necessary our kids aren't going to be better And we're not gonna be a better mom if we are not recognizing our needs and desires and addressing that because we're just, you can only run on empty so long. And then the kids suffer, you know? I mean, when mom is not rejuvenated, when mom is not rested, when mom is not nutritionally where she needs to be, you're hurting yourself and you're hurting your kids. Moms tend to just take on this, such a unselfish state of mind. And our whole world revolves around our kids and providing for them and caring for them and, and all of that. And I say, well, when you're on the airplane, make sure you put the mask on yourself bef- first before you, you put it on your kids.
2: Well, I'm curious what exactly you do that feeds you and only you. What, are, what is your uh, go to when you have that spare hour or hour and a half that might come in the day? Or five minutes. Right,
3: or, or five, five minutes. minutes. I have um <clears throat> I get up earlier now I used to love my sleep and I would set the alarm for the last minute but I have disciplined myself in the last year to 2 years to getting up 45 minutes earlier than I need to get everybody else up and having quiet time for myself before I get everybody up and going mm-hmm. and I think you know just really starting this trust yourself mama is very big for me and it's been extremely rewarding it's so me and my heart it's so mm-hmm. my passion
1: we have to ask you the question that all boy moms get asked, all moms of all boys. How do you handle this stupid questions? So you're going to keep trying for a girl?
3: All the time. And I think I told you, um, Jen, that the other number two, I mean, I'm really not sure if it's that question or the other one that that I get asked the most often is just, are they all yours? And you always yeah. want to say, but you know, I've picked up a couple along the way, you know. <laughs> I just, we were lonely. So, um, I wish I would, I so wish this is one of those like things. I wish I would have come up, been witty enough to have just come up with something that was really funny. I could have said every time and I haven't, you know, you just kind of laugh it off and you're like, no, we're good. We're good. Um, so I don't have anything funny, but it is asked every single Everywhere we go, everywhere we go, you're trying for that girl. You're trying for that girl, and I'm like, no. Do you see me? Like all the grays? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm clearly not. I mean, when that when my youngest, I was having lunch with them at a school, and a boy sitting next to him turned to me and said, "Are you his grandma or his her his mom?" You know, that's when you know. Like, no, we're done. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> the other kids clearly don't know if I'm the mom or the grandmother. I need to stop <laughs> having kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> so kelly where can people find you i have a youtube channel at trust yourself mama and i have a facebook page under the same name as trust yourself mama and my instagram is trust yourself mama 11
2: and i will say that you and jen connected on twitter so day for the first
1: and you know kelly i know that you have me beat by one boy but i beat you in age i already have one who's 21 i have one who's 18 and i am going to start sharing
3: lady i am going to
1: encourage you to trust yourself mama (laughs) that foundation that you laid it's still there it will not look like it for the next however many years you are going to question yourself constantly trust yourself the instincts that got you this far We'll take you through to the end.
3: What a great word. What a great word.
1: Trust yourself, mamas.
3: (laughs) Love that. Nice. Thanks for joining us today, Kelly. Thanks so much. This was awesome, you guys. Thank you, and thank you for everything you're doing.
1: Thanks for joining us. We are Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison, and we are here to support you in Parenting and Teaching Tomorrow's Men.